when I wears my flashing sword and my hand takes hold on judgment. I will take vengeance upon mine enemies and I will repay those who hate me. O Lord, raise me to thy right hand and count me among thy saints. You are listening to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. This is episode 153 and I'm your host, Miguel. Everything that you hear in this episode is fair use Creative Commons license. And if you want to jump ahead to the Joe Rogan motivational segment of the podcast, you can just go right to minute 30, more or less minute 32. The visionary only lies to himself, the liar only to others. That's a quote from Frederick Nietzsche. So today we're going to listen to a motivational clip from Joe Rogan, and it really hits on a lot of pertinent points that we're finding ourselves in today. He gets into depression, working out, diet, and a means for living and a means for life itself because if you're a type of person that doesn't have any purpose or cause for their life you know you wake up in the morning you have your cup of coffee and your egg mcmuffin and you sit behind that uh that desk with the computer in front of you and you know you hammer out answers and questions and just really like a drone repeating the same you know rinse wash and repeat over and over again it doesn't provide you any real purpose in your life and what 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 rogan gets into here is that it's really not about just sitting behind a desk and following somebody else's instructions and 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 you know purpose in life but to find your own purpose within yourself you know working out your diet and and what your passion is in your life you know so you it, it falls into something where it falls into your own hands as far as, you know, here's the cards that you've been dealt. Wh- how are you going to play them? And I've been listening to Joe Rogan, man, since before there were podcasts. I was listening to Joe Rogan when he was with Brian Redband. And I believe Brian Redband had a lot to do with him starting uh, the podcast. They were putting MP3 files up on the website. And some of them were funny, some were motivational, but... I would listen to them and I actually saved them and listened to them over and over again. And then some point shortly after that, podcast started coming out and Joe Rogan kind of jumped on the bandwagon right away. He was the first like official real podcast to come out if I'm not mistaken. And I've been listening to him since then. And one thing I really like about Joe Rogan is he's in a bad situation right now because he actually gets more listeners and it has a larger audience than CNN and pretty most venues out there. He's like the new Johnny Carson. I don't know, you know, for you younger people, you probably don't know. But Johnny Carson, he had a uh, show, I, I guess it was on NBC or one of them channels. And it was a late night talk show, came out at 11.30 after the news. And he would interview comics and actors and people. And to get on to Johnny Carson, you'd be like pretty much, if you did well, you'd be instantly famous. And you made it. And Joe Rogan is kind of filling that that platform where, you know, people come onto a show and, like, they become instantly recognized, you know. He uh, he has an excellent, excellent podcast. He, you know, to some degree he's been a little bit commercialized just because of the fact that the position that he's filling right now 
in communications and in the media where a lot of people turn to him and he has a lot of power right now. And along with that power comes a lot of response, not responsibility, but accountability to the higher ups and to those who make decisions for us. You know, I'll just leave it in that way. And that's not the type of person that Joe Rogan is. He's more of an independent, freedom-minded type person. But again, he has to conform to some degree because it'll create problems for him. So he's walking that delicate balance and that tightrope between him speaking his mind and, you know, conforming with the demands being placed upon him due to his huge market. You know, he's not he's not a stupid man by any means. So, yeah, so right now I, I'm going to be playing a motivational clip by uh, Joe Rogan. I think he's speaking to Aubrey Marcus. I'm not 100% sure. But Aubrey Marcus is his partner with their their company on it o n n i t where they sell a lot of supplements and kettlebells and workout stuff but rogan has had a pretty big impact on my life you know i've always been a person that have since a very young age probably 15 or so been reading philosophy eastern philosophy and carlos castaneda and such but if i'm not mistaken rogan's podcast came on right around 2009 at which point, you know, I had been pretty much well-versed in, in my thought processes, and which you're never really completely versed in it because it's, a, it's an ongoing process. But in 2009, he came out with his podcast, and, and it really synchronized a lot of things in my own thinking. So it kind of just sharpened me up to a very large degree because the one thing I love about Joe Rogan is he integrates the physical, the workout, the martial arts the attention to health, mental health, physical health, and subjecting yourself to challenges in life and taking on things that are hard and, and to learn to love those things. So he was kind of a catalyst in, in my head as far as just integrating all of these different elements that a lot of them or most of them I was already pursuing, but he kind of wrapped it up in a nice package. And, and, and I said, hey, you know what? I'm not crazy. I mean, this guy is right on top of it as far as you know where my thinking was and where my place was you know as far as spirituality and physic physicality and sports and mental health and family i mean he just integrates all of these things so cohesively that it kind of blew me away so i highly recommend you guys out there to, to, to go subscribe to the joe rogan experience podcast and uh he's if i'm not mistaken it's the biggest pat podcast out there right now so we're going to listen to some motivational clips uh of rogan where he t gets into his thing man and, and like i said he's pretty much the best at it right now because the one thing i will say about rogan is he's not full of shit he'll bite his tongue sometimes you know he'll kind of pull himself back or he'll kind of divert the question or the statement or the direction he's going in just because of the fact that the the position that he's in right now but yeah, man, the dude, the dude's had a, a huge impact on my life. I, I'll just say one thing about Rogan and just a couple of other, you know, social media figures today. And because what what's going to happen is inevitably people are going to listen to him and other uh, big influencers and kind of be caught in the contrary as far as what they're listening to and what the actual life is. And the and it's not a criticism of Rogan, but it's just an observation. And I'll hear him many times, he'll say, well, you know, people are eating dog shit, they're eating Doritos chips and drinking beer and all that stuff like that, when they should be eating salmon 
and Brussels sprouts and, you know, grass-fed beef and stuff like that. People can't afford that shit. You know, he eats elk that he hunts in, the, in Canada and shit and brings it home and puts it in a freezer and, you know, like the most healthy shit you can get. And there's probably 10% of people in the population that can live like that, you know, 5%. So... When you listen to him and you hear him talk about, you know, the dieting and eating, you know, grass-fed beef and salmon and all that stuff like that, I mean, just try to incorporate that into your own living, meaning, you know, salmon, you could substitute that for a can of tuna fish or, you know, grass-fed beef, you know, for, you know, some good ground beef that you got a path mark or whatever, I mean, because, like, we, we all can't live that way. We can't afford it. We all can't go to Whole Foods or some people call it Whole Paycheck to get, you know, our, our shopping done. But nobody's perfect, and he's he's speaking his reality and what he lives. So I can't hate on the guy for that. I mean, I got nothing but love for, for Joe Rogan. He's a, he's a real fucking deal, man. And the word is he's got the strongest kick, side kick, front kick, whatever, on the planet. The dude will, will, will wreck your ass. I mean, he, he, t- he taught GSP how to do that spinning back kick. Freaking love Rogan. The other person is uh, Tim Ferriss. I was listening to a podcast the other day, uh, and they were talking about Tim Ferriss and about how how you know how you're supposed to live your life to enjoy it and have purpose and meaning, and fulfilled and everything like that, which is great. He's into that bulletproof coffee, which is coffee with butter in it instead of uh, milk, and it's some good shit. It's some dietary thing where you end up running off the coffee and the fat and the butter, and you end up burning fat in your body. So it's something you might want to look into. It's called bulletproof coffee coffee with butter grass-fed butter but in this podcast i don't remember which one it was they were talking about tim Ferriss and his book the four hour work week and one of you know like the first step one in the four hour work week was that we don't really have to work what we need to do is get a business started and once that business gains traction you know we have people to run the business for us so now we're getting the income from that business and we go to start another business dude People are not in a position to do that. And if you do start an own business and the reason it's successful, I'm sure it's because of your input and you working hard in that business. So if you're going to hand it off to somebody else, they're not going to have the passion or the investment in that business to run it the way you did. So it's, there's a good chance it's going to fail. So that there's a lot of um, bullshit out there with this motivational stuff and people speaking about, okay, this, well, here's what you want to do. To be a millionaire... First, you get a million dollars. Then, you know, then you do X, Y, Z. And come on, man. You know, people are not in that position. They're just talking that that bullshit, you know, where, you know, it sounds great. And you see the book cover, four-hour four work week, you know. you know, but It's more important for you to, you know, take vacations before you're old so you can enjoy it than wait until you're 65 to take these vacations where you're not going to be able to enjoy them because, you know, you're, you're going to be limited in your capability to run around and such. But... You you got to balance all of this shit out, you know. I've I've had the ability to travel, and I've really haven't spoke about it a lot on the podcast. But I've been to to Paris, and I've been to Barcelona and Rome and Amalfi Coast and Cancun and a lot of different co- countries, you know, a lot of different places. Uh, Capri, I've been to. It's beautiful over there. To Florence, Italy. To Cinque Terre. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough. I don't throw all these pictures up on my Instagram and stuff like that because that's just an experience that I've had. And, you know, as, as, as people live their lives, you know, they sh- I, I wish that they have the ability to do that too. 
equally. And I've, I've been to other places. I've been to, to, you know, the Philippines and Japan and, and just different places. I mean, I've, I've, I've been pretty fortunate. I started traveling when I was probably 22 years old. I went to Asia, and it just kind of blew my mind, you know, the, the experience of traveling. And it, there's nothing like it. I mean, not that it's a monetary thing or a money thing, but when you travel, especially at a young age, it, it just opens up your mind to a position where you're seeing people in the world, how they live, what they do, and it kind of clears the shit off of your vision and it puts you in a position where you could see really uh, how the world is, man, as opposed to being, you know, polluted by the mainstream media that we have in this country and, and in these days a lot of countries, you know, they they're just really brainwashing people. So I highly recommend for people, especially uh, whether you're young, old, or whatever, try try to get some traveling done. And these days, I know that's not easy. But let me get back to my point. So you got so many of these people. You go on Instagram and you'll see a, 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 a kid that's 28 years old. And he's talking about, you know, fuck millions. I want billions. And, you know, all of this bullshit. And you find out that he's living in his mother's basement, eating Doritos in a beanbag, naked fucking you know, playing, uh, whatever, Halo or some shit, whatever game is popular these days, because I'm not, I'm not a gamer. So, it's very, very important to, to not so much look outside of yourself, not look at material things. Yes, traveling is a little bit expensive, I will admit that, but if you can't, let's say you can't go to Rome, right, or you can't go to Barcelona, you know, go to a city that's nearby, you go go to a museum and observe, you know, the art and the creations of different cultures, you know, get on YouTube and, you know, it's funny, but like recently I've been uh, getting on YouTube and looking into like countries like uh, the island of Sicily, the island of Sardinia, the island of Corsica, which is kind of cool. They speak French over there and I speak a little French. And these are kind of places that I would like to see. Again, with, with the climate that we're in right now, it's probably not possible, you know. And then the other thing, I, I was watching, uh, well, I subscribed to a YouTube channel, it's called Adrenaline Addiction, and it's this young kid, he's probably 25 years old, and he, him and his friends, man, they just jump off of cliffs, and structures, and waterfalls, and, I mean, it's crazy shit, Adrenaline Addiction, I would recommend you check out his channel on YouTube, and watch the shit this guy does, him and his friends, it's fucking crazy, but what it does is it takes you out of that paradigm where you're just where we are just being bombarded with this toxic media this negative negativity like when i look at my um cell phone the only notices that i get is there was an earthquake where 80 people died there's a storm looming coming towards us you know ever and on the top of every page is this whole covid pandemic and all these different things like that which we're not even going to get into right because this is all planned out you gotta really be careful with that. So uh, you gotta, like I said, you have to have that neuro neuroplasticity, man, to bring bend your brain over in a different direction. You know, I would go onto YouTube and watch people making what's called Damascus steel. You know, it's like metal that has these layers to it, and it's super durable and strong and craziness. Yeah, YouTube, you the University of YouTube has a lot there for you to, to kind of exercise that neuroplasticity, you know. 
be careful because everything that's served to you up front, like comes through your phone or through emails or through friends talking to you, the marketplace, the Agora, which is the exchange place in Greek, you know, it's, it's for the most part these days, it's all going to be negative shit. And if you want to see anything that's mind expanding or whatever, you're going to have to make an investment and do some work to to pursue that and to find those things that, that are going to benefit you, your spirituality, your phys- physical health and everything like that. But again, there's some really, really good content on YouTube that um, that's going to help you in your growth and your path, the ascended path. So one of the ways you do that is get out of that rut where you're into just watching conspiracy theories and how the world is going to end and how 5G is going to cause all of this cancer and the vaccines and Bill Gates. I'm not saying that these things aren't true. You know, there's a lot of truth to all of this. Probably most of that shit is true, you know. But if you sink down to that lowest common denominator where you're existing in a paradigm of fear and just oppression and, you know, like, like like that it's not good so you go go to youtube and, and and punch up you know look up sardinia i was looking up sardinia where these people they have the longest lifespan on the planet and what do they do they make fucking goat cheese dude and they live a beautiful life and and there was this one guy i forget his name if you go on youtube you'll find the video he came up with the smart idea because on his island i believe it was sardinia that that he uh, put this... A lot of rich people came and started buying up plots of land and everything like that on his island. And he's a he's a goat herder. So what he did was he came up with this idea to adopt a goat. Adopt one of his goats. Literally by name. You know, you're going to adopt this goat. And then you're going to get the cheese from that goat. It's yours. And it blew up. The dude started doing really well. You know, people were adopting goats and everything like that. And he's smart because he is not asking for a handout. He was not asking for a handout. He wasn't begging for anything like that. He employed what he had available to him in his toolbox. Or as it says in the Tao, De Ching, chapter 11, learn to make use of what is by that which isn't. And I'll, I'll actually do the whole quote of uh, chapter 11 of the Tao De Ching because I, I actually live by it. And what it says is, Tao De Ching, chapter 11. 30 spokes connect at one hub. What is not there makes the wheel useful. Clay is formed into a vase. What is not there makes the vase useful. Windows and doors are cut from a room. What is not there makes the room useful. Learn to make use of what is by using that which isn't. I mean, that's deep. That which isn't, the void. The void is infinite potential. Those of you that have listened to me, I kind of repeat this over and over again, but it's the truth because the void actually is infinite potential because it gives you access to the infinite. You know, if you empty yourself of of what you are, you have the capability of filling yourself with the Tao. And basically what the Tao is, is the life force and everything that the universe holds everything positive yes it does have the negative the yin and yang is half dark and half light but dark is not necessarily bad and the light is not necessarily good but it's a balance of the two the light needs the darkness to exist just like the darkness needs the light to exist but in that whole equation one matchstick can illuminate infinite darkness 
you know, so that's where that's at. But anyway, this guy in Sardinia, he kind of figured it out and he says, you know what, I'm going to make use of what is by using that which isn't. He says, you know what, adopt the goat, you're going to get the goat's cheese. Same fucking goat, is it? You know that of all the goats that he has, or you can buy that goat cheese in in in, in Pathmark or whatever, you know. But he employed that strategy and that thinking, and he and he did very well with it, you know. So for all of uh, the people out there that feel that they have no capability, no future, no direction, they're depressed, they have no way to go. The first thing that you have to do, man, is you have to. And Grogan gets into it in in this motivational thing. It's about a half. It's about thirty minutes long. But you take care of your body. You know, you're going to have days that you feel like dog shit. You have days that you have no energy. Like and, and, and as he said, like a good amount, more than half the days, feels like shit. But he gets up and he gets it done. Because it's something that we have to do. Because we have to be in a position where we have to face resistance. Because that's where growth comes from. And I don't want to get repetitive. I talk about, about this a lot. But it's something that that's truth that we have to integrate with our thinking and the way we live and just some quick housekeeping before we get into the episode in my last episode 152 i got into my merch which i have listed in my instagram my instagram is alpha male buddhist or at alpha male buddhist you could the last posting i did was a hoodie a red hoodie with the what i call a buddha cell phone bag Buddhist monk cell phone bag. It's just basically a little canvas bag with a zipper on it, but it's ideal for storing, let's say, your wallet and your cell phone and just little, you know, your keys and stuff like that. But it's kind of cool. And what I said was, give me a five star review, uh, you know, online and everything like that. I didn't realize, I forgot, because I'm an Android guy, that you can only do that five star review on Apple or iTunes. So most people don't have that or not in that sector and they can't. So to keep it super simple, all you have to do is just um, reach out to me by email and uh, yeah, just tell me, you know, why you like the show and such like that. And, uh, you know, the size that you're looking for, I'll send out the t-shirt and if I can, I'll get out a baseball cap. It's going to be much easier for me to do it in, in the continental United States because to send stuff overseas, is a little bit more expensive. But not to discriminate, but if you're in a position where you can really promote me pretty good and you're overseas and stuff like that and you know you can really represent the show then i'll you know i could probably make a little exception and send you a hoodie and stuff like that but just shoot me an email let me know you know what you think of the show give me a little bit of feedback and if you want you know give me a nice review on on my merch postings or whatever and yeah i'll send you out uh, for free free of charge i'll send you out a t-shirt and t-shirt or cap and we'll take it in that direction. Like uh, one of my listeners, I don't have his name in front of me. He hit me up on a DM on Instagram and he said, um, you know, dude, I don't know where to do the five-star review. So I was like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. So I was like, oh, you know, he's in, uh, he's in the United States. I sent him out a, uh, a t-shirt and a, a baseball cap and it's pretty cool. So yeah, like I said, I want to promote the podcast, so if you know people that do listen to podcasts or people that can benefit from the show, you get them uh, you know, get them to give it a listen and check it out and see what they think of it, you know? Like I said, it it's the real reason I do this. I don't advertise and I don't I'm not selling my merch. I'm 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 putting it out there for free to promote the show for a reason because at the time that we're in right now, it's critical that people wake the fuck up because uh, you know, I, I I'm beginning to smell the FEMA camps right now, 
and this is no joke. Go on YouTube and see what's happening in Australia right now. This guy's talking about um, they're doing safety stops in Australia where, you know, if you don't comply or you don't roll down the window, they break the glass and pull you out and, you know, you're arrested and they knock on your door and, you know, they kind of intrude. And there's a lot of shit. And this is happening right now, okay, with Fauci and Bill, as they call it, Kill Gates. Oh, I, I do want to say one other thing. There's a YouTube channel called The Dollar Vigilante. And it's run by a guy named Jeff Berwick. He's a finance guy, uh, entrepreneur. He's into a little bit of everything. And he has these videos where he does a walk and talk. And he has this little chihuahua by the name of Lucy. And he, he actually does the voice of Lucy. And it's crazy shit. You know, he drops real truth bombs, knowledge, edification, financial stuff. He talks about gold and silver, cryptocurrencies. He gets into everything, but he does it in a way... and. He inserts these little, you know, funny vignettes and clips, and he's just funny as hell, Jeff Burke. And it's funny, we all have days where we, we're up and down, and we might feel a little down or whatever. Putting myself, I'll come home, and I'll be feeling a little little off or whatever. And I'll, I'll, I'll oh, oh, shit, Jeff Burke, just a dollar vigilante, just dropped the video. I'll click it, and immediately, as soon as the video starts, I'll just start laughing, and I feel great. You know, it, it takes me away from from the negative space or the negative thinking and we need that and these days you know we need that while he's dropping knowledge okay i'm not going to say that i agree with every single thing i'm not a big crypto guy i i, I think it's a scam because of cryptocurrencies came out if i'm not mistaken in 2008 just when the market crashed in 2008 but that's we can all agree to disagree i highly recommend you checking out jeff berwick and the dollar vigilante this guy went to venezuela right with Luke Radowski, like, with duffel bags of money, and he's cra dude's crazy, man, he, 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 he's fearless, man, he's fearless, and he's really entertaining, so I recommend you go checking him out, so yeah, reach out to me as far as the merch, t-shirts, and such, and, uh, go on my Instagram, and you'll see there's the last posting that I did, uh, this is August 9th, so right around August 8th or August 7th, I, you're gonna see a picture of a red hoodie with, the, the Buddha bags, the Buddha monk bags, those little canvas bags. And if you click that, it's a carousel. So there's like 10 pictures in there. You can see the t-shirts and stuff like that. Just if you're going to email me, let me know what people email me and they don't tell me the size. I'll try to accommodate the color. I, I can't promise because, you know, it's, 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 it's coming close to the end of the summer. And when I go to pick up the t-shirts, sometimes some of the colors are sold out. So tell me the size and the color that you would like. Um, my default is like a dark gray or a light gray or a black t-shirt because those are kind of universal. But, and the baseball caps are black. Uh, again, you could see them on my Instagram and you could check them out there. Reach out to me. You don't have to do the five-star review. Just, just let me know, you know, what you think about the show. Give me some feedback and I'll send it out to you. And uh, if you do, if you're on iTunes, give me a five-star review on iTunes. That would be kind of cool right and then if you're on on ig you can also just give me a nice uh especially on the merch side of it where you see the merch pictures just give me a nice review on the nice comments rather and that would be you know that's value for value the other thing that i'm going to say and this ties into joe rogan what he was speaking about directly or indirectly but whether you come from privilege you have money you don't have money wherever you are especially people that come from the underclass people that were not privileged that don't you know had to struggle in life and you know, maybe missed a few meals 
growing up and, and, and really had to struggle hard with that. What you need to do is take that struggle and use it as fuel. Because how great, how great is, is it to be able to overcome the circumstances that you're in and power through that to, 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 to achieve, not necessarily to make money, but to change your paradigm of life and your living to where you're living in a fulfilled way, right? And realizing your potential, realizing your self-potential. It's not that hard, man, if you, you come up from privilege and you have a lot of money. I heard, I'm not going to mention any names, but I heard somebody talking about a comedian by the name of Brian Callen, which I used to like him, but he kind of creeps me out right now with some of the shit that he says. Not to sling mud, but it is what it is. But I heard somebody says, oh, you know, Brian Callen, and, you know, he had a hard life. He had a hard life. His dad was a banker, you know, and he was, like, mega rich, and he grew up in all kind of countries traveling. Not to say that that still can't give you a bad life, but don't give me that shit where, you know, you have money and, you know, put it this way. When he gets to a position where he's doing well, okay, he's going to feel great, but imagine coming as the as they quote-unquote the underdog, the dude that came from shit and rose up, right, to get his. That's really what it's about. And this is not to shit on anybody that has money or doesn't have money or whatever, but this is specifically to people that are coming from the underprivileged class. And I'll speak bluntly, man. Poor blacks from the ghetto, from the projects, poor Puerto Ricans, Latinos, poor whites, people that are really struggling that came up without a dad, without you know, eating, you know, missing meals, eating, uh, what I ate when I was growing up a lot of times, mayonnaise sandwiches, people don't know about that shit, take, take bread and put mayonnaise on it, that's a mayonnaise sandwich, all right, that's what I'm talking about, how great is it to be able to do that and then achieve, you know, whatever it is, man, your, your self-realization, your self-fulfillment within yourself as, as you grow up, and, and, and then to bring your kids and push them up even further, that's what's up, as they say in the Bronx, what's up, not what's up, so, yeah, I rambled on here for about 30 minutes, longer than I usually do. What I'm going to do right now is play this Joe Rogan clip. I recommend you subscribe to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast and check him out. Uh, he's the best podcast out. You know, I'll just put it like that. Check out Jeff Berwick. Uh, check out Adrenaline Addiction on YouTube and watch this crazy dude diving off cliffs and waterfalls and structures and stuff like that. Check out Sardinia on YouTube, how the people live, herding their goats and making their goat cheese. Check out Sicily and how they live, how beautiful it is over there. Check out Corsica. I think the dude with the goats, he's from Corsica, which is French speaking. So I'm going to leave you with that. I am going to play the clip. I want you to kind of hold on there and, and, and listen to the clip. And yeah, man, I again, I want to thank you for listening. Check out my merch. And namaste. Oh, and, and I almost forgot there's one other podcast that I, I suggest. It's pretty good. It's called M-O-R-A-C-O, Morocco. And it's an uh, expat uh, guy, American guy, that kind of got fed up, yoga instructor and different things like that. Got fed up with the life over here in the paradigm in the States and went to live in Morocco. He's still there. And it's nothing special, nothing crazy, but what he does is he goes to these bazaars and he goes shopping and he talks about, you know, his life over there. I guess it's him and his girlfriend, his people. There's a group of people, of uh, expats over there. And it's, the dude is really entertaining, man. I watch it and it's a nice, I don't want to use the word escape, but it's a nice 
stimulation to put my mind in the right framework, you know. So check out Morocco. It's a cool dude over there running around. And, uh, yeah, man. So we're going to get into this uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan motivational talk. Namaste. Well, I think the one thing that discipline definitely does help you with is it helps you get things done. And when you get things done, when you, you, you actually do things, you, 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 you have more success. If you have more success, and sometimes a big part of success is just not being fucking lazy and just doing it. Yeah. Just get, that's like 90% of it is just showing up. Get there and start working. Like, you're not going to feel perfect every day. If I felt, if I only worked out when I felt good, I'd be a fat fuck. Because there's a lot of days I don't want to do it. If it's pretty much the same with everybody that if, that actually gets good at something. You you get there's got to be those days you push through, and they're they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. And so the benefit of discipline in my eyes has always been that through discipline I get things done. I always tell my I always say that I'm like the most lazy disciplined person I know because I don't want to do it. Yeah, but I always do. One of the big problems is sitting down and doing the work, mm -hmm. and you you got to. And Pressfield talks about that in, in the most concise and beautiful way, and he labels it like an enemy. He calls it resistance, mm -hmm. you know, and that you have to sit down, you have to overcome resistance, and that the pro goes to work. And it doesn't matter if you're sick, doesn't matter if you have kids, it doesn't matter what you you're a pro, and you go to work, and that and that just it puts it in your head. That this is what I do. This is what, and you have pride in that. And then when you are in front of that keyboard, and you're you're you got you look down the count, it says I got fuck a thousand words today. <laughs> I put a thousand words in you, yeah. And yeah. you you you're doing the work, yeah. and out of that work, gems blossom, yeah. little things. But you might have a day where you just write nothing but dog shit. So what? Show up again tomorrow, and tomorrow out of that dog shit, a flower will emerge. You never know, and that's the only way to develop real. Like, to, to really develop your potential 100% in anything, whether it's as an author or even as a martial artist, there's a lot of creativity in martial arts. To be a great striker, you have to be creative because you have to, you have to develop patterns or execute patterns that are, aren't going to be perceived. This idea that life is hard is something you're supposed to shield from them. It's so silly. And, you know, I've had this conversation with my friends because uh, everybody that I know that's interesting had a fucked up life. But, <laughs> but now we have kids, and the last thing we want is our kids to have a fucked up life. So we put our kids in these good schools, we live in these nice neighborhoods, everybody eats healthy, and there's no fucking domestic violence, and everybody seems... It's, it's so different than all of our lives. And we were talking about it. Me and Brian Callum were actually talking about it. Like, look, we all had fucked up childhoods, and everybody we know had fucked up childhoods. And they're all interesting, but I don't want my kids to be boring, but I also want them to be safe. <laughs> so it's like, how do you, how do you approach that? I mean, I think you get involved. Well, what I've chosen to do is get my kids involved in martial arts and, 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 uh, and give them the opportunity to pursue difficult things and understanding that through pursuing these difficult things, like in accomplishing stuff, like you, you learn something about yourself. You learn that you have this ability inside of you to overcome. Get obsessed with life improvement. Find things that you enjoy doing that are difficult. Do them and get better at them. Seems so simplistic. It seems like a ridiculous, idealistic point of view, but it's effective. 
Well, you need some form, some amount of pride and some amount of ego to get good at things in the first place because it's, it's such a counterintuitive notion because you have to have a belief in yourself. You have to be able, like when you, when you first, when you start out at jiu-jitsu, you're a white belt. Like, I remember being a white belt and being like, oh my God, I am fucking never going to get good at this. I'm going to suck forever. But to, 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 to look at people who are better than you and know they had to have sucked at one point in time. Okay, there's got to be there's somewhere along the end of this tunnel, there's got to be a light. I just got to keep going. Yeah. And uh, that no, takes no. ego, and, and right? Ego, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, ego drives you know you to be successful me to be successful ego is what's driving you the problem is when you let ego go too far yeah and you know everything you know everything takes balance I mean, there's a dichotomy in everything every part of you has a dichotomy you know you can get so into the physical aspects of things that you end up like doing a bunch of steroids and going crazy and ruining your health right yeah. that's that's not good right the other end of the spectrum you know you can sit around and play video games and turn into a Bodybuilding is a great example of that because when you start lifting weights, you're like, God, I'd like to be stronger. And you start getting a little bit bigger. You're like, oh, look at that. I got a muscle. Woo, this is cool. And then you keep going and then you keep going. But some guys get so fucking crazy, yeah. they won't stop until they have 22-inch arms. And they want to have thighs that are so big, they have to walk like they're, they've got a barrel in between their <laughs> legs. And, you know, and they, they just can't help it. They just take it to some completely unhealthy place. Yeah, that's, uh, that's rough. Yeah, well, it's it's just the nature of trying to get good at something. You got to recognize what's good and what is just fucking insane. For some people, especially, they're just experiencing way too much pressure, and that that pressure, a lot of times, it's just a, an imbalance in perspective. And some of it's like uh, I was talking to this mom once. Uh, her daughter uh, does gymnastics with my daughter, and we were talking about. Um, kids killing themselves where she used to live she used to live in um, one of the really wealthy tech areas outside of San Francisco and a bunch of kids that went to school with her daughter that were like 15 16 were jumping off bridges and shit like it was a, a like an epidemic and they were trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and they're literally calling it affluenza that these affluent kids and their their families are literally worth a billion dollars you know I mean everybody's super rich and they're having this insane pressure like before high school and in high school to be in Ivy League schools and to get 4.0s and all and they're fucking they're not having any fun and they're not experiencing life and they don't have any hope and their parents are all on fucking pills and they're just killing themselves for some people out there that aren't feeling good man if you just fucking struggled more you get over that struggle you feel better it sounds so simplistic but I, I swear by it I yeah. felt shitty myself and then forced yeah. myself to work out and after I get out of there I'm like whoa 100 percent fucking it's hundred percent guarantee It's hard for people to break momentum too. momentum that's good momentum or momentum momentum that's bad momentum when I get uh, like when I get on a good groove or working out all the time I feel it like after I'm done working out I'm like yeah I can't wait to get in there again I can't wait to work out again that's the good momentum but then there's that bad momentum, like you get injured or something like that, and you can't do anything for a couple of weeks, and then to, to try to get that kickstart that motor up again, yeah. it's, the, it's hard to get momentum. There's a lot of people that are eating shit food, and then by the end of the day, your body's in a crisis. Yep, yep. Your body's just processing all this bullshit. And if you're eating a big, like, bullshit lunch filled with nonsense, like, your body's got to process all that stuff. And so at the end of the day, yeah, you're going to lose your willpower. So, like, when 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock rolls around, you're going to be tired. But if you have a healthy lunch 
and you know you're you're properly fueled and then you also have positive people in your life everyone's motivated by the end of the day you're gonna feel good whatever the fuck your thing is just go and do it just force yourself to do it and if you feel like shit because you ate lunch then your lunch was you know filled with bullshit well then Hey dummy, don't eat shitty lunch tomorrow. Tomorrow try a nice salad. Yeah. You know, try a salad with some salmon and see how you feel then. You're like, hey, I feel way better today at six o'clock. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. your decision making will be better. Like th people don't understand how significant it is. Like all these little decisions, they those are like the that's the path for the rest of your existence on Earth. And if you decide to go to fucking Cheetos chocolate chip cookie route, you're 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 just making a shit. Path. You're carving your fucking path through broken rocks and glass, and it's not the way to go. You know what else doesn't exist in a day-to-day -day life? What, a place where it's okay to be a man. <laughs> it's actually okay to yeah, be a yeah. man. It's okay to have man thoughts. Like yeah. everybody is so, so toned down and neutered. It's like human resources and and corporate life has watered down people's natural behavior to the point where people are just dying on the inside. Sitting in these fucking cubicles, rotting, yeah. just freaking the fuck out, having all these thoughts they can't entertain, having to pretend to be someone they're they are not all day long, putting on this bullshit way of talking, this fake way of thinking. Everybody's got to subscribe to whatever fucking ridiculous policies their company wants to enforce, and you're just a robot. And you get out of there, and you just want to scream. It's this fear of discomfort. People have this extreme feeling in their mind uh, when it comes to their associations with exercise. They want to avoid discomfort. They feel like any type of exercise is just like something to be avoided. That's not for me. Fuck that. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to strain. And a lot of times this association that they have is about the beginnings of getting in shape. It's not about once you're actually fit. Because once you're actually fit, exercise is something you look forward to. It's an alleviation of stress. It's it feels great. Like, if I can't get a workout in, I'll, I look at my schedule. I go, oh, shit, I don't have any time for a workout, which means I'm not going to get that good feeling. And so instead of looking at it like, oh, I've got to go grunt and sweat, I'm thinking I'm not going to feel good. I'm not going to feel relaxed. I'm not going to feel carefree. And I'm not going to feel even appreciative. Like, my appreciation of things, and it gets enhanced greatly after exercise. I just feel better. I feel like I can take things in for what they are rather than... You know, whatever the, whatever sensory data that I'm getting from any event is just uh, one more distraction that gets in my way. And, and you know, that that's a lot of times how I look at things if I'm overstressed or if I'm working too much. Like our bodies, for whatever reason, uh, most people, their associations are to avoid anything that's uncomfortable. But it's so illogical because when you look at comfort and you look at success and progress and the eventual, the feelings of accomplishment and of getting past certain hurdles and in, in terms of like how you feel about life a lot of those are connected to discomfort like discomfort is your friend it really is like discomfort and uh, and not being happy and content with certain situations in life or certain feelings in life they're massive massive motivators and they're they're amazing at at facilitating change and yet our instinct is to avoid those and just sit on the couch and watch some fucking reality show about dudes who make moonshine with our jaw open like it's it's bizarre and for me at least when i get when i get like really disciplined and really um i get really consistent with my workouts 
one of the things that I feel, I almost feel momentum. I feel like there's like a push behind me, like, all right, we're, you know, like after I get out of the gym, I have a really good workout. I'm like, yeah, now I'm doing it. I'm doing it all the time now. And I'm looking forward to the next time. And it makes that resistance much weaker. And it makes my motivation and my discipline much stronger. I think a lot of it is based on just the consistency. You know, it's one of the things that I talked about recently on the podcast. I said, you know, like blowing something off, it's not just not good, like blowing off uh, an exercise uh, that you planned is not just bad for you physically. It's also bad mentally because then that option is now available. The option to fuck off is available and you did it before and you're probably going to do it again and you'll get mediocre results, not just in that aspect of your life, but maybe in all aspects of your life because I think that option to fuck off when you embrace it, that is a pathway that you might choose when it comes to dealing with conflict in your personal life, dealing with business decisions, dealing with uh, career decisions, like an uncomfortable decision that you might be uh, faced with, where you, maybe you need to make a change as far as like what your, your pathway is in life, but you don't do it, instead you fuck off. And that the inclination to fuck off, I think, that gathers momentum as well. The inclination to be disciplined that comes with momentum too and I think both things like you did you take a path the path of the healthy person or the path of the fuck off like this is not like your body is like a race car that you can juice up yourself like you can add the fat tires you can add the improved suspension you can beef up the horsepower in the engine you could do all that yourself or you could just choose to have this shitty body that's always falling apart on you because we're essentially ecosystems you know, and we're, we're in charge, this weird consciousness that has all this resistance and has all this inclination towards comfort and fucking off and blowing things off is what is in charge of making all these things happen that keep this ecosystem healthy. It's almost like if Earth itself had like a shitty manager, you know, if like there was a manager of a natural manager of Earth that was like, oh, God, who cares if it rains? Oh God, you know, like let's, let, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop growing things. I don't give a shit anymore. It's all stupid anyway. I mean, it's literally like the, the just blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just kill all the life. What, it's all going to die eventually. I mean, the, the sun only lasts 7 billion years. And- you see, that is the perspective a lot of people take with aging where it's yeah. like, well, you're going to die. You're going to age. You can't stop aging. And it's like, yes, you're right. But that's not the point. The point is to age better like that's the point the point is to increase your health span you know and that is we know is possible like that can there's some there's some of these like centenarians and super centenarians i've seen that are like in you know over 100 years old and they're like riding bikes and racing and it's like yeah they're old they are very old but they're experiencing a very good quality of life yeah and they're experiencing a quality of life that these other people that don't exercise feel they physically feel their own body diminishing and they just feel it's inevitable it's just it is what it is you're wasting your time you're out there running around but no, we're not because this experience right now it's not like no one's under the illusion that you're gonna live forever but you are enhancing the experience that you're currently involved in right now and you are alive right. you are alive you do experience this life but do you experience this life optimally is it is it as enjoyable as it can be and we all know that there's a spectrum for that enjoyability like we've all had times in our life where it's not been so great and then times in our life where everything came together like what a fucking great day woo like 
make more of those. Like you can make more of those, and right. then the whole thing's better. And I think when that whole thing is better, it affects everybody you touch. Everybody that's around you, everybody you come in contact with, and that in turn, I mean, it sounds so grandiose, but in, in turn can affect the entire race of human beings. I've always wondered um, if the depression that people see in mass today, there's so much depression that people, uh, I mean, there's a co it's a common trait. Like, it's, it's a common condition. Oh, he suffers from depression. Oh, she suffers from depression. Like, oh, he's got herpes, you know? You know what I mean? It's like, it's a, it's a common thing. I've always wondered, or I've been wondering more and more recently. Um, it really hit me when, have you ever seen uh, Heinmo's Arctic Adventure? This guy lives in this incredibly remote area of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in uh, the Alaskan interior and he he lives in this really small log cabin and he hunts and gathers and that's all he does and he's very smart like he's not a dummy at all and he's been up there he lives with his wife and his he raised children up there and it's really really there's some dark moments in there because they lived like this from the time like when they had children up there and they lost their two-year-old baby in a fucking canoe like they tipped over in a in a canoe and mm -hmm. lost their kid and it's like it's really intense when they revisit the site and leave flowers and it was like 30 years ago and they had several children since then but this moment is still like this intense moment sure. of loss for them when they lost their baby but this fucking guy is very happy and very very smart and very connected and very articulate and he firmly believes that human beings when we evolved and developed and were hunter-gatherers that there's a set of rewards there's reward systems that are set up inside the human body inside the, the, the very being that we embody that don't get met in today's society mm -hmm. and it's one of the things that's causing depression one of the things that's causing this funk that people are in is that we're living our lives many of us at least in these very unfulfilling ways where you're going to this office with artificial light and you're doing something you don't want to do all day long and then you get home and you're tired and on top of that you're eating shit you're eating potato chips and you're drinking soda and your body is just like what in the fuck is this we're supposed to be out in the fields we're supposed to be walking up hills we're supposed to be looking for animals or gathering vegetables we're supposed to be doing all these things that our body's designed to do we're supposed to be in nature yeah and nature is like a medicine like it literally is a medicine to you like yeah. people people that go you don't have to go hunting, you don't have to go fishing, just go fucking hike, man. Just go hike up to the top of a mountain and look out. You know, there's a reward that you get from that that is intensely, like, soul-filling. Mm -hmm. There's, like, something about, like, when I was in Colorado, and there was this, um, this area of Boulder where you drive up one of these roads, and there was this area where you could park, and it was this incredible view, man. And these people just park and just go out there and just look. But you get there and you park and you go, because you would see you, you literally seeing the continental divide these snow-capped mountains in july yeah. in july it's covered with snow because those mountains don't give a fuck. perspective oh you know, just this whole new perspective on it and i think nature i think the ease of suffering is always in presentness you know when you're in presentness truly locked in in presentness there is no suffering there can be pain but no suffering suffering isn't is something created by our own minds and mm. i think nature is one of the great ways to do this because humans 
we we learn we take cues from our environment and nature as i was saying earlier is always in the present you know there's this natural presentness of all the animals everything around you whereas if you get around a bunch of people watching housewives and stressed about this and popping pills you're going to take on that energy too and you're going to lose your presentness because of your surroundings so it's like this ultimate regrounding tool where we get back to ah present moment again yeah. You know, and that's such a fucking key element to human happiness. And I think the other key element is having something we're we're fighting for. You know, having a mission. I think we're all forces, and that force needs to have an effect. Needs to have a reason that it's moving in a certain direction. And I think with all of our needs and all of our needs met, you know, where we don't have to hunt for food, we don't have to acquire everything. Everything's relatively easy, and it's all about advancement and all this. We've lost a lot of the basic mission, which was the mission to survive and procreate. You know, so and we haven't replaced it with any other universal mission, which is, I think, one of the the big allures of these things like wars and these things like creating an enemy. Well, at least then you have a mission. And mm. when you have a mission, human beings are happy. You know, like uh, Bertrand Russell talked about he did a book Conquest of Happiness and he had his own fucked up attributes. Every time I bring him up, people talk about his fucked upness. He like, was into phrenology and he might have been a racist, whatever, but he was a good philosopher. <laughs> Smoked constantly. Yeah. But, but anyways, he talked about the happiest person he knew. The happiest person he could find was a groundskeeper on a manor who every day woke up and was at war with the rabbits of the grounds. <laughs> he just declared that the rabbits were the fucking enemy and he would go out with his gun and he would hunt as many as possible and he would go morning till, till night and he would kill as many rabbits as he could because it was his, the rabbits were the ones eating the hedges and the flowers and whatever. So he basically made the rabbits his enemy and struck out every single day to kill as many rabbits as possible. And that dude, according to Bertrand Russell, was happy as fuck. He had a task. He had a task. He had a purpose. You know, he had a mission. My mission is to destroy the rabbits. I used to have a dog like that. <laughs> yeah? I had a, the happiest dog ever. His name was Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and uh, he was a pit bull that all he lived for was killing lizards. And my <laughs> house, my old house, not the house of it now, but my old house, had this uh, one... Um, it's like uh, on a hill and there's this one wall where these lizards would run up the wall And so Frank I would literally let him out in the morning and he would fucking bolt out that door It's like time to go to war like <laughs> and he would run and go look for these lizards And yeah. he would stand there like Eddie Bravo would just watch it and marvel He'd be like fuck man. This dog does this every day. This dog does this every day I go this is what he loves to do and he would go there and he would have his paws on the wall And he would, <laughs> and he would go crazy and he would jump up and try to grab a lizard and occasionally he would get one and he'd be like fuck yeah and he would get one they would go looking for another one he would go I mean, it was a pretty big yard so he would go wandering around the yard looking for anything else that fucked up anything else that was slipping there was yeah. constantly unfortunately twice I had to take him to the hospital because he got bit by rattlesnakes because <laughs> rattlesnakes were slipping too apparently <laughs> he killed the rattlesnakes but the rattlesnakes fucked him up yeah. he had like a water balloon growing out of the oh, side Jesus. of his head both yeah. of my dogs I it was in it by the way that's a real problem if you um, don't have the money to pay for the serum it's super expensive it was several thousand dollars to treat them for uh, this rattlesnake venom anti-venom shit it's like I was like man what if I was poor what if yeah, uh, that's a whole fucked up system like you they inject horses with the venom mm -hmm. and then they like get the antibodies from the yep, horses it's exactly. like this archaic system I think my friend uh, Donald Schultz is working on he's a big snake handler guy he's working on ways to innovate around that because it's kind yeah. of like a real backwards system that they have how you get anti-venom well yeah. a horse will survive so let's just fucking sort of put the venom in there and then we'll get yeah. the antibodies from the horse and then 
You know, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing how they do it. Yeah, well, that's a real problem with people that are vegans. If you're a vegan, you don't use any animal products, and you get bit by a rattlesnake. You got two choices: <laughs> compromise your morals, or that's a wrap. Yeah, you know. Um, but this dog was so goddamn happy. Mm -hmm. He had missions. Yeah. You know, he would go out of that yard, and he wasn't bored. He was like, "Please take me for a walk. Come on, man." He was like, "See you, dude." I'd open that door, he was gone. Yeah. He just had his little mission. And I think you can see that in the people who are the most unhappy. They seem aimless. Yeah. They're like, what am I here for? Why am yeah. I doing this? Nothing makes sense, you know? Yeah. And I've even felt it in my own life when, you know, I know what my mission here is. First, my mission is to expand human consciousness, to help people be happy. Like, that's really what I find my greatest purpose in. But every once in a while, I'll get this kind of like fuck people attitude. Maybe someone said some fucked up shit. And I'm like, man, people fucking suck. Fuck people. And then at that point, that's when I'm actually depressed. Yeah. You know, because I've lost my mission. Instead of having a mission like, yes, my mission is human consciousness. All of a sudden, it's like, fuck people. Fuck that mission. They'll figure it out. And then I'm depressed because I've lost my purpose. It's very hard to rise above, like literally, when something like that happens and realize like, oh, you've just, you're, you're encountering one diseased individual. You've got to yeah, yeah. look at the mass of humanity. Yeah. Like when you encounter one diseased individual, it's, it's so like this guy who shot up that nightclub in Orlando, you're, you're looking at one diseased individual. And if you say, man, people fucking suck, look at what they did. Well, look at how many people that are responding with rainbows on their Twitter pages and love and, and, and all the best wishes to those folks that got killed and all that. I mean, I was looking at this guy's page who's a, uh, an animal lover who was organizing people to go to the homes of the victims and see if they have pets that are trapped. You know, there's, there's beautiful people out there. Yeah. There's no a lot. There's more beautiful people. This, this is, without a doubt, not just the safest, the easiest. This is the happiest time. In terms of like being able to like reach out and 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 send love to people and have people send love to you, but just occasionally you run into cunts. Yeah, no doubt. And the cunts itself, man. But the, the beauty is out there too. It's yeah. just not as dramatic and it doesn't impose upon us as mm -hmm. forcefully. But we, if we just look, it's around all the time. We run into good people all the time. But you know, you just make eye contact with that good person or that kid who's just looking at you and just creeping yeah. with that little smile, and you're like. Oh yeah, the good of humanity, the fact that, you know, we really are love, you know, being expressed, you know, outwardly all the time and it's just these other delusions that get in the way of that. Well, we're oddly attracted to negativity too. It's almost like we look at negativity online or that you run into as like a possibility of war. Like you have to look out, this fucking drums beating. God damn it, there's an army on the background. They're coming, they're coming. But you know, it's like this this real impulse to sort of batten down the hatches. When really it's just some fucking thirty six year old loser sitting in his parents' basement, you know, farting and smelling his own farts and angry online. I mean, that's really what a lot of you're dealing with. You're really, you're dealing with like really sick people, like people that have just for whatever reason. They've not found their path. They've not found any happiness. They've not found any fulfillment. They don't found. They haven't found any growth. They're just stifled or rotten in some sort of a weird way. It just hasn't really worked for them. Yeah. And so they're they're lashing out. They're lashing out at the world. And you run into one of those, and you're like, ah, people suck. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the initial response. And then the more conscious response is to look at them, be and have compassion for that person. Yeah. You know, that's and, hard and that's, to do, right? That is hard to do. And and our system isn't based upon that. Even if you look at the U.S. penal system, it's very much about punishment. Whereas if you watch that that uh, documentary that Michael Moore did, Who to Invade Nest, where they go to Norway, they have a whole different idea of what the penal system is for. It's about 
restoring human dignity and cultivating, you know, a, a change, really making change in the person. Mm. It's not about punishment. It's about it's about actually changing that individual so he doesn't do it again. And then you look at the recidivism rates between our prisons and Norway's prisons, and they're just dramatically different. That impulse to punish immediately, you know, is not the healthiest impulse. That's right. just going to create more issues down the road. You're not rehabilitating anybody. You're just taking even more broken people and putting them out in the world and hoping they're not going to do the broken things. Well, it's not going to fucking work. You know, the, the right impulse is always that compassion and looking to see as if that was you, how all of these fucked up elements of the world and choices. I'm not overriding the fact that they had choices in all this. They're not free of guilt. But look at look at that like this is the person that just made some bad choices and had some tough shit to deal with and couldn't overcome it. The resistance in the video game was higher than his skill set and he wasn't able to to choose to work and choose to the the positive elements that would allow him to overcome it you know yeah it's 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 also norway's dealing with far fewer people that's true you know and that's that's a good thing for them and it's also they they don't have that conquerors mentality that we have so we were so wrapped up in success and also in punishment i mean that that is a big aspect of our culture like punishment and I mean, like, when anybody does anything wrong online, the amount of people that feel like it's their job to shame that person and embarrass that person and, and insult that person, it's pretty crazy to watch when something goes yeah. down. It's also it's all so counterproductive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I see that in the people shaming people for appropriation, right? So let's say, for example, someone wears a headdress at a fucking festival right they're probably mildly they're not doing it to mock the native americans most likely it's probably like a a mild appreciation and interest i think this looks cool i'm in a place and you know and then all of a sudden they get all this intense hate and shame and and <coughs> putting all of this stuff all of these intentions on them that weren't true again going back to my point about morality it's not about the act it's about the intentions of the act but right now we make it all about the act. Oh, you wore this headdress. That means you're insulting thousands of years of Native Americans. You're oppressing. You're appropriating. Like, no, I fucking wasn't. I was wearing no. a fucking hair- headdress. But then all of a sudden that imprint will create trauma. And that trauma will have a poisonous impact that will make them feel weird and make them want to do that to other people. So it's like you're in- injecting someone with a like a hate virus, you know, that they're going to then pass on to other people rather than doing the opposite. You know, spreading the love herpes where yeah. it's this contagious positivity that goes the other way. And we have those choices with how to deal with people. But more often than not, we come with this thing to punish and create more trauma, which triggers their own self-judge and their own self-hate, lowers their own self-love. And then they're going to pass that off to kids, family members, people around them. You know, there's just two sets of dominoes that we can choose to take to take either path. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. 
my website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.